Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of other early onset disorders from the psychiatry section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot of the first disorder. A 13-year-old is brought into the clinic by his parents. He has been suspended from school 10 times for stealing from other students and beating up children smaller than him. They describe his performance in school as quite poor and state that he does not have any friends. Recently, they found him trying to drown the family's house cat, Nimsi. The serum lead level in this patient is undetectable. This is a case of conduct disorder. Let's now go through some detail about conduct disorder. Conduct disorder must be in a patient that is less than 18 years old. It is considered a precursor to antisocial personality disorder. It is a disorder with pervasive behavior that violates serious social norms on a regular basis. An example is continually breaking the law. Conduct disorder in patients over 18 years old is classified as antisocial personality disorder. Note that diminished emotional style in interpersonal relationships suggests a more severe disorder with worse response to treatment. Next, let's review a clinical snapshot of the second disorder. A 16-year-old girl is brought to your clinic by her parents. Her parents state that she needs medication as she is unruly, a troublemaker, and too difficult to parent. The girl is on the honor roll and is an athlete on the track team. That being said, she often intentionally breaks her curfew and is dating a 35-year-old disc jockey to the dismay of the family. The parents described her as getting into yelling matches with them regularly, and she recently got her ears among other body parts pierced despite her parents explicitly forbidding this type of behavior. This is a case of oppositional defiant disorder. Let's now get into more detail about oppositional defiant disorder. Oppositional defiant disorder is regular, hostile, and defiant behavior towards authority figures. There is no serious violation of social norms. It is less severe than conduct disorder, and rather than criminal behavior, these individuals tend to defy authority figures such as teachers and parents. This disorder is grouped into three types, the angry and irritable mood type, the argumentative and defiant behavior type, and the vindictiveness type. And lastly, let's review a clinical snapshot about the third disorder. A seven-year-old recently switched from being homeschooled and is now attending Beaver Elementary. He was sent home on his first day because of abdominal pain, knee pain, and a headache. After this day, he has been in the nurse's office every day requesting to go home because of different symptoms. His symptoms never exist on the weekends when he is home, but sometimes they resurface when he has a babysitter take care of him. This is a case of separation anxiety disorder. Let's now get into more detail about separation anxiety disorder. Separation anxiety disorder is classified as a type of anxiety disorder. It involves overwhelming fear of leaving home or separation from a person, for example, a parent. It may result in persistent attempts to avoid school and feigning of symptoms for attention. Note that the most common onset is between 7 and 9 years of age. Note that to diagnose this condition in adults, the symptoms must last greater than 6 months and the treatment for this disorder is cognitive behavioral therapy along with play therapy and family therapy. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question, an eight-year-old boy is brought to his pediatrician by his mother because she is worried about whether he is becoming ill. 
Specifically, he has been sent home from school six times in the past month because of headaches and abdominal pain. In fact, he has been in the nurse's office almost every day with various symptoms. These symptoms started when the family moved to an old house in another state about two months ago. Furthermore, whenever he is taken care of by a babysitter, he also has these symptoms. Despite these occurrences, the boy never seems to have any problems at home with his parents. Which of the following treatments would likely be effective for this patient? 1. Clonidine 2. Methylphenidate 3. Play therapy 4. Succimer or 5. Supportive only And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3, play therapy. This patient with somatic symptoms at school or with babysitters that resolves when he is with his parents most likely has separation anxiety disorder, which can be treated with play therapy. Remember, separation anxiety disorder is a form of anxiety disorder that is characterized by an overwhelming fear of leaving home or separation from people such as parents. This anxiety may manifest as persistent attempts to avoid leaving home or feigning somatic symptoms in order to avoid the anxiety. It most commonly occurs in children between the ages of 7 to 9, but can be diagnosed in adults if symptoms last greater than 6 months. Treatment of this disorder includes cognitive behavioral therapy in adults or play therapy and family therapy in children. Play therapy is a form of therapy that uses play to communicate with and help children to prevent or resolve psychosocial challenges. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, clonidine, can be used in the treatment of Tourette syndrome, however this syndrome would present with motor and vocal tics rather than abdominal pain. Answer choice 2, methylphenidate, can be used in the treatment of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which may cause problems in school, however it would not present with somatic symptoms. Answer choice 4, succimer, can be used in patients with lead poisoning, however abdominal pain and headaches in patients with lead poisoning would not cease when the patients are with parents. And finally, answer choice 5, supportive treatment only, would be indicated in some pervasive developmental disorders such as Rett syndrome. However, these would cause significantly more disability and would not resolve when the child is with parents. In summary, separation anxiety disorder can present with feigning of somatic symptoms when a child is not at home or with his or her parents. Next question. A parent-teacher conference is called to discuss the behavior of a 9-year-old boy. According to the boy's teacher, he has become progressively more disruptive during class. When asked to help clean up or read out loud, he replies with, quote, you're not the boss of me, or, quote, you can't make me. He refuses to participate in gym class, but will play the same games during recess. He gets along with and is well-liked by his peers. His mother reports that her son can, quote, sometimes be difficult, but he is helpful around the house and is very good playing with his seven-year-old sister. What is the most likely diagnosis? 1. Conduct disorder 2. Oppositional defiant disorder 3. Antisocial personality disorder 4. Attention deficit disorder or 5. Separation anxiety disorder And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2. Oppositional Defiant Disorder The boy exhibits regular, hostile, and defiant behavior towards authority figures without antisocial behavior consistent with Oppositional Defiant Disorder. 
Remember, oppositional defiant disorder is a psychiatric disorder of early development marked by disregard for and hostility toward figures of authority. This disorder is considered to be less severe than conduct disorder, a condition in which a pediatric patient exhibits antisocial behaviors. These behaviors include criminal behavior, cruelty to animals and other humans, and destruction of property. The diagnostic criteria for conduct disorder are similar to that of antisocial personality disorder, except the patient is a minor. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. In a review of oppositional defiant disorder, Hamilton et al. remind readers that while oppositional defiant disorder and conduct disorder are distinct diagnoses, children with oppositional defiant disorder are more likely to develop conduct disorder as teens and antisocial personality disorder as adults. And in a model for the treatment of oppositional defiant disorder, Green et al. recommend a form of cognitive behavioral therapy coined collaborative problem solving. This method focuses on recognizing behaviors in the caregiver and child which contribute to the misconduct and developing methods for diffusing altercation. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, conduct disorder, is marked by pervasive behavior that violates serious social norms on a regular basis. Answer choice 3, antisocial personality disorder, is a disorder of adults marked by pervasive behavior that violates serious social norms on a regular basis. Answer choice 4, attention deficit disorder, is defined by decreased attention span, increased impulsivity, and hyperactivity in multiple domains, for example home and school. And finally, answer choice 5, separation anxiety is a disorder of overwhelming fear of leaving home or separation from one person, usually in children between 7 to 9 years old. And that's all for this review about other early onset disorders. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.